This morning's Dharma talk is Shila Paramita, or sometimes called a discipline, sometimes morality. But basically, it's just watch your step. Watch your step. Lead, lead with the awareness so that you can see if you're about to harm yourself or someone else. It's always about awareness. This is not about following rules. This is not the Ten Commandments. And if you, if in your life, or anytime you put a right and wrong, uh, you're stepping on the robe of the Buddha. Don't do it. Don't go there. Have a willingness to not know what is what is happening, and that openness will uh, protect you because that's uh, that is the way emptiness arises to the ego mind, to the self-centered mind, to the practitioner who is trying to follow in the footsteps, perhaps you could say, or understand the Buddhist teachings or attain awakening or enlightenment or all the other considerations about not being crazy, however you may talk about that. Uh, the other uh, word is sane. You're sane. You're no longer at war with anything. And because you see there are the polarity idea is just a way of that human beings down through the centuries through Many, many years have used to manipulate others to what get what they want, control others. We see that all over in our society today about uprising against that control mentality happening. You can do this in your life. You can use these paramitas as uh, um, um, attitudes, as principles, uh, however you want to say it, um, a way of looking at things through morality, through discipline through consideration of the basic uh, translation of Srila uh, Paramita is do no harm. But before you can do no harm, you have to see what's, what the situation is in front of you. Because if you're just following the rules, this is what this looks like. There's your rule and that's all you can see. The rule gets in the way. If the rule is just uh, something to look at or to support you, so one of the images that sometimes is used is uh, maybe helpful. It's kind of like training wheels. It kind of keeps you from tipping over. But you actually need to balance and understand balance. And a lot of understanding balance comes from seeing how out of balance things are. And uh, the paranoid person, the fundamentalist person, the person who is grasping and wants control will grasp on a rule. And will even use that rule to beat you over the head, maybe mentally, because you're breaking a precept. There's no way they can know that. There's no way they can know the, the causes and conditions that arise as your personal karma. Meddling with you actually gets in the way of your realization. So mind your own business unless you have permission. And even if you have permission, make sure that it isn't just a token thing where they want to be the person who's giving you permission, which I often run into as a Dharma teacher. I don't always get complete permission. And I know that but I help them anyway, if I can. <clears throat> so it's the second part that's also the first in the three, uh, sometimes three trainings, three Prajna principles, Shila Samadhi and Prajna. Uh, the, the, the second one has moved up to the first place of that the last two, just before the last two, which are uh, Samadhi or Dhyana or concentration sometimes called that, but it's not really a concentration on something. It is just watching what's moving. This is the way I teach it. Other people teach it differently. You know, just uh, right and wrong is just beside the point. You know, some people need to hear it done that way. If you're listening to me, you continue to listen to me, then probably this way of talking about the Buddha's Dharma is, uh, resonates with you in some way that other teachings may not. There are plenty of people who tell you what to do. The only thing I really tell you to do, if you sit in front of me, is train your mind. Train your mind. How do you do that? Sit down and look at it. Don't believe a word that I say. But you can consider it. It's very easy to get wound up in ideas of right and wrong, or you know, should I and shouldn't I, which is the fuel of that whole situation. I'm not saying you shouldn't uh, watch that. Uh, decision-making situation come up. Should I should I do this or sh perhaps I, I shouldn't be doing this? Maybe this or or. But as soon as uh, the 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 trailer 
uh, what do you say trailer, as soon as the you know, so, kind of a supplement to your original uh, indecisiveness comes up as right and wrong, you're clouding your own wisdom mind. Have some courage. You know what I'm saying? Have a willingness to not know what the hell's going on next. If, you're, if you've been training your mind for three months, three days, three years, and you're, you're sincere about this, then uh, I'm not saying you're totally protected, but you have some kind of momentum going towards uh, um, wisdom, some something going towards uh, karuna or compassion, which is not feeling for, it's feeling with, actually with whatever is happening. You're not separate from whatever is happening. It's interesting, as I listen to what I'm saying, I realize I'm, this is nothing at all. I had, had intentions of talking about this, but what is arising is because when I see you, I know what to say. When I'm in the other room, I have no idea what I'm going to say. I just was in the bathroom a little while ago, looking in the mirror, introduced myself to myself. Like, who do you think you are? What do you think came back? I don't know. If I knew I could not do this in this way, I would be doing it out of some kind of rules and laws and different things that you should be doing to make yourself uh, more uh, aligned with the, the paramita or that which uh, wisdom which crosses over those, uh, the first four and the last two. The first four are uh, upaya, the last two are wisdom, if you want to break it down that way. But they also, they also interact with each other in ways that uh, very difficult to track uh, in an explanation or a concept because as soon as you start to do that you you leave the subjectivity you leave your own personal what's what you're receiving and you go into some other person's explanation or idea about it including mine so the idea there is to go go slow uh, be it, Another word uh, for that, for uh, Sheila Parmita, is be careful. Be careful. Go slow. If, if there's any possibility of have the, the antenna out, is, is this going to harm? Is this going to make life difficult for that person? Or is this going to make uh, life difficult for, for me or make things worse? So being careful, kind of a simple way of talking about it. So, and watching the mind's display, don't do anything unless you have to. So don't actually produce or do anything on any level, either with your hands and arms and your body and your feet or with your chatterbox, do anything. And, and in a deeper sense, in a subjective sense of anything that arises, as far as you can, you won't be able to do this unless you do a lot of sitting meditation because it takes a long time to see how the mind arises out of a reaction to what is arising out of your karma. And then we react to that. We actually abandon our karma over and over and over again. You might as well be signing contracts to come back to another life and start this over again. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen. And I'm not concerned. When I say that, my concern is, uh, insofar as I can, whatever whatever breath is still left here, is to meet you where you're at and help you see who you are fundamentally. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to promote Buddhism. I'm not even here to promote meditation. But you need to train your mind. So figure that one out. The primary situation is do no harm. So if I meet someone, and not because I'm all that skillful or insightful or have some kind of a super antenna going on, but if I meet someone who's not really ready to do sitting meditation, I don't promote it to them. Everyone doesn't need to start meditating tomorrow just because you're doing that or because it's been helpful to you. Be very tentative uh, about that. Always meet people where they're at. If you're, if you're meeting yourself where you're at on the cushion, facing a wall, then when you get up off the cushion, it may not feel so good, but it will be a lot, it'll be a, more of a possibility that when you someone comes in front of you or a situation comes in front of you, you will be at a loss. Not at a loss like 
uh, the commentary of the ego. Oh, gee, I don't know what to do. This is so confusing. What should I do next? I'm not sure what this is about. If I could just get this figured out, I just knew. I just need to sit down and think about this for a while. Or maybe I should call my shrink or call my, maybe I should call Sogazan. Maybe he knows what to do about this. Probably not. But you do. You do. You know what this is. And what should you do? Don't do anything unless you have to. Don't do anything. And if you do, if you take that kind of approach, that doesn't mean you're running away from the burning building. That doesn't mean you're uh, you're allowing someone to drown in front of you. It doesn't mean you. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, mean that everything is going to stop, or that you're not. You're going to be uh, tongue tied or hands tied behind your back. It means you'll be present. Unlikely that's going to uh, show up as uh, actual insight into the situation, unless there's a lot of mind training going on. Sit down, hold still, watch the wall. Watch what happens on the wall. Because what happens on the wall is what is happening in your mainstream. And to do nothing with that, whether it's coming, getting larger, getting darker, getting more smoky, getting more ominous, getting more depressive, getting more, you know, don't do anything with that. Don't add on a validation or justification. Explain nothing. Don't explain things to yourself. It's a cover-up. It is a security blanket for ego. Uh, the seventh consciousness, that part of the mind that is paranoid and doesn't want that, that part of the mind that's paranoid and wants that, wants more of that and less of that. You all know what I'm saying. That has to be seen, has to be seen deeply. And uh, we use concepts and we use uh, epistemological approaches, uh, all kinds of uh, different ways of looking into this. Uh, 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 it, what's the Sanskrit? Prapancha. We actually go in, but but that is just the path. That is a structure. That is the bridge. That is the, the, the structure we go on. And uh, uh, Shila Paramita is is part of that bridge, but it's it's a it's a guardrail. It's not it's not a rule, a law, a chain around your neck that says you will only do it this way. This is these are not commandments. These are uh, principles. They're ideas about that the, the, the Buddha had according to the Lotus Sutra, according to the Ashta, Hasrika, whatever it is, Prajnaparamita, the, the long uh, sutra on the perfection of wisdom. And it shows up in other Mahayana sutras, and they show up as six, and they show up as 10, and then and later, in the eighth, ninth century, they added four more. We don't need that. I mean, you can use them if you want to, but just let's just work with those six. That's already a lot of conceptual stuff. Donald, giving, give. As I say, the way I teach it, give everything your attention. If you give everything your attention, you won't be able, if you really give it your attention and you just receive whatever is showing up with no addition, no subtraction, you, you won't be able to help, but you won't be able to avoid helping others because you'll see them as an aspect of your own life, a part of your own, not just your community, but deep in your consciousness. Uh, it's like uh, the, the way this has been described in the past by teachers of ancient times is uh, um, Everyone has been your mother. It's just a way of talking about it so you can say, um, see that you have a strong connection to everyone, even if it does, if it shows up as a person who's giving you a hard time or is an enemy or wants to, you know, cheat you out of your inheritance or something. All the various things that come up, causes and conditions can come up. Please don't add to those. Please receive. If, if your karma is coming towards you, receive it. Even if it's your, you know, um, <laughs> we may have to die. We're going to die. As Van Morrison said in, in one of his songs, you may die, you may live, you may cry. Anything, whatever arises is, is the case. Whatever arises is the case, not what you think about it. It's not that what you think about it uh, couldn't have some validity, of course, it could. But it's just a sideline. So whatever's arising is just the sideline. We don't want to get rid of that, so we're just uh, have blinders on. That's that's what the, the that's what the laws and the rules and the relativism of the world, right and wrong, right and wrong. Is it just right or is it wrong? Is that good or is that bad? Stop doing that to yourself. If you're in a right or wrong, right? It's the right thing, it's a wrong thing. That's not right. This is wrong. That's good. That's not good. 
Please don't do that to yourself or to anyone else. This is Srila Paramita. If you think otherwise, then think otherwise. Think whatever you want to think. It's called the middle way. Not too tight. This means that we include everyone. We include. If I, as a Dharma teacher, if I were starting to exclude people that didn't train their mind or didn't do what I say or didn't follow me or didn't whatever, this would not be a group would not be happening. Have to receive on some level. And, and you'll notice that when you do that, the, the people you that come into your milieu, into your mandala, into your life, into your family, into your house, into your neighborhood, uh, have a certain kind of, there's a certain kind of resonance or ring to that, that you will see as a teaching. Unless you're busy correcting everybody and pointing the finger at people. Don't do it. Help people. How do you do that? Don't meddle with them. <laughs> That's the biggest temptation, isn't it? We meet someone and we see that they're kind of off kilter a little bit based on our own incredibly intense insight into our true nature. Am I being sarcastic? You bet I am. I get to do that. You can do it too. You can do that. You can be sarcastic. Bring it this way. We'll see what happens. Am I asking for a war? Of course not. I don't want to fight anybody. But if you do that, I'll lose because that's what I do. So, uh, second paramita. There's more to go. Uh, the, the traditional uh, way uh, that goes back into the relativity of it, it's to see what to avoid and what to adopt. So that, that doesn't mean it's a, there's a right and wrong, but you could look at it and you can see, I'm going to continue to, to do this area here, but I'm going to avoid going that direction. The way I teach that in the uh, addiction awareness uh, approach to when people are having what they call addictions, is to stay out of the bad neighborhood. Be so aware that you can see when the slightest little flutter of passion, aggression, and ignorance starts to rise. There's a leading edge of that. It's like seeing the, 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 uh, the fire coming out of the dragon's mouth. You haven't seen the dragon yet, but you can see the fire. I highly recommend that you uh, slow down. The dragon will go right past you. The dragon is looking for energy. It's looking for difficulties. It's looking for stress. It's looking for pain. It's looking for suffering. Just like we were talking about yesterday, these are deeper dimensions of consciousness. There's negative energy everywhere. Sometimes it shows up as a person, sometimes as a dictator, sometimes as a jailers, <clears throat> sometimes as a parent saints, really good people that want to help you. Don't trust anybody. Don't trust me. I believe a word I say. Consider it. Consider it. Don't buy it. Don't sell it. That dragon will go right past you because a dragon, dragon, just like your uh, uh, your uh, wisdom mind can, is, in order to train it, you have to watch what moves. You watch what moves. The dragon is looking for movement too, so it can burn you. Just, just uh, you can't actually be silent. You can't actually be still, but you can watch movement. If you watch what moves without adding, subtracting, dividing, right, or anything, then uh, it is a, it is a, uh, it is an opening for you. Depending on the karma that arises as your belligerence or your self-centeredness or your narcissism or your self-promotion, depending on how that's functioning in your particular lifetime, along with your awareness practice. Um, that stillness, that silence is still a contrast. The actual stillness and the actual silence is nothing at all. It's not a shunyata. It's beyond that. Shunyata is a teaching, not a conclusion, even though some schools think it's a conclusion. So I, I guess I've said enough. If you have questions, I'd be happy to respond to you. <laughs> don't be afraid 
We need to bite you. I might burn you, but I won't bite you. When you talk about the paramitas, um, sometimes you use the word attitude, like it's an attitude. Okay, say that again, would you uh, please? Toto Bowen, can you hear me? I can now. We were turned down. Okay. Um, you'll use the word attitude sometimes when you talk about the paramitas, like their attitudes to take? Yes. Um, how can we use that to train the awareness and not just strengthen that conceptual um, structures that we put in place? The attitude is do no harm. Don't, don't harm anything. Either this way, don't harm yourself. And don't harm others. You can start with yourself. Don't harm yourself. So whatever's moving, which is generally speaking, unless we're sitting still on the cushion, and then it's just the thoughts and the emotions and the memories and the churning of uh, the self-centered mind, which just keep, keeps throwing things up. If you're, if you're moving, if you get up off the cushion and start to move there, be very suspicious of everything you're doing. When I say be suspicious, I don't mean like paranoid, but I'm just saying, watch, watch what you're doing. Watch what, like I'm watching my hand move. And look at what, uh, at what arises as some kind of belief or opinion or idea about other people based on your own, uh, based on your own projections, your ideas, your beliefs, your opinions, your judgments of others. Your judgments of others are, are quite often their judgments of yourself that you don't want to be able, you don't want to think about. So you project those feelings on others. Sometimes if you're really angry at somebody, instead of realizing other your feelings, somebody else might have, you know, cocked their head or done like this or done whatever and triggered it. But they're your feelings. When I say yours, I don't mean ego. I mean, this particular um, um, uh, structure of passion, aggression, ignorance, nerve endings, and so on, that appears like a separate being. There still is that separation. Be responsible. Be responsible. And if you do that, then, then the, any kind of rule that comes up or any kind of uh, guideline is uh, the ego mind will, will just, it's looking for a reference point and it, it needs wrong. That they're wrong. They're wrong. Or I'm right. I, I'm correct about this. If you're doing that, it's the very nature of warfare and of passion, aggression, and ignorance. This is what we're training ourselves to see clearly. If you see clearly, that energy can't get a rolling start. It can't get any momentum. It may come up and you may, it may catch in your throat and you may feel angry. But the minute you bring out that, that finger out of, the, out of its holster and go like this, even if it's relatively, even if the person did say, you know, I think you're, uh, you're full of it. Or I, I don't, or, or any kind of thing, whatever, whatever's arising. Because you don't know if that's actually that person doing that, if it's because your feeling about them is so intense that you're projecting onto them. You all know what I'm talking about. I'm not saying you're all, I'm not accusing you of anything. But judgments of others. Is judgment. You don't want to judge yourself, so you can't. You can't really be genuine as long as you're spitting fire out at others. And the only way you can be gen genuine is to stop doing that. And then the karma that that arose with this body, speech, mind combination we call this living being. Any karma that that was generated uh, in the third century or three weeks ago uh, is is yours, and it's coming up. And, and we, you cannot find the source of that, but you can find the leading edge of it. Just, just watch your mind. It'll take you into all kinds of different directions. This is why we sit down, hold still, and watch what moves so that we can get better and better. When I call it progress, it won't feel like that. At seeing what is actually happening. At seeing what is actually moving. At seeing the nature of the seventh consciousness, of the Klesha mind. The, the, the Klesha mind is very hard to see. It's difficult because we, we get wound up in the sixth consciousness and think that's the, is that the eye we're talking about? No. Yeah, that's the, the relative eye. Uh, I'm going to the store. I'm going to get a, uh, 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 have a dish of oatmeal. I'm going to go out and look at the trees. Or I'm going to go for a walk. I, 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 me, me, me. That's the sixth consciousness. It's very, that's why it's so difficult to deal with that uh, 
situation because, well, I am somebody, I'm here. It's a big deal. How's it? What is this egolessness about? What's that all about? Will I feel like there's nobody here? No, it may be more intense. It may be more intense. So what's different about it? Not real. The image I quite often use is a Stephen King movie. It's really, really intense, but it's not real. It's a movie. It's unreal. Shoto bowing. Yeah. Um, when I relate to something like do not harm, it immediately invites um, like a spinning process where I start to evaluate what I'm going to do before I do it. Is there a way to relate to that more directly? Yes, there is. You're, you're actually doing it. It's just that you, you think that you're missing something. And you're actually watching the spending processes. Or you wouldn't be able to ask that question. You're, you're watching that. So there's, a, there's some of the awareness. The awareness might be going into the fueling the evaluation. Uh, but it's like you, so you already see that. So there's some, there's some kind of a, a tether or some kind of retracting that or pulling it back. Don't yank it back because then it gets covered up and it continues to go in another direction. I'm sure you're aware of that. Just watch that. Just be willing to be genuine. Be willing to have that kind of irritating feeling that you're criticizing people. Don't get rid of that. It's, it is not about being someone else. It's about being genuine. And that, that can be embarrassing. Because we would like to be a, a, a nicer, kinder, sweeter, more understanding being. I'm sure you notice how difficult that is to uh, conclude. More about that? If you have it, that's a good area to talk. Shadow bowing. So are, the, are these paramitas more about showing those discursive areas more than um, lessening that? So the whole idea, it depends on where you're at. Uh, so lessening could happen as long as it's not an agenda. It becomes an agenda, then we're right back to spiritual materialism again. That's why it's difficult, because the self-centeredness wants something else. It wants, even if it wants enlightenment, still that's still spiritual materialism. It's not that we don't want to, some, to be sane, that we don't want to understand. But our way of going about it, if it is run by the self-centeredness, well, you'll notice there, there's, a, there's a, 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 an inability, or at least temporarily, an inability to really include others. You all have, this doesn't mean that if somebody's abusing you, you've got to include them. The way to include them is to include what they're doing and get away from them. But if somebody is somewhat reasonable and they're talking, they just happen to disagree with you, then you could include, you could have a conversation with them about it. But the conversation with them about it doesn't mean that you get to blame them for how you feel. More about that if you have it. Not right now. Thank you. Thank you. Kevin Bowing. Yes, Kevin. I have Sultram in my Dharma name, which is discipline. And I feel I always think of it in terms of like work, work harder or fix your posture or show up on time. And is that just a complete misunderstanding? Bowing. I think it's a partial understanding. Some of that shows up there. Be on time. Be respectful of others. Uh, they're expecting you. Um, if you've made a commitment to, uh, to through your uh, uh, through your your vow, uh, uh, refuge vow, bodhisattva vow, whatever you have to train your mind, then then try to do some of that. But, but don't make it a credential oriented thing where you do it and then you check check and have a. a a bunch of uh, credentials around it. So the idea is to be aware of that so that you find out for yourself what that means for you. But it's, a, it's, a, it's an attitude. Uh, it's here so that we can uh, um, discipline uh, as it's here isn't about following rules, uh, but it's about using some kind of a guideline. And then some people may fall in different parts of that. Some people may be, uh, may, uh, may line up with other uh, parameters. Uh, may, may, uh, you know, the next one is a, uh, as uh, uh, patience, and the next one after that is uh, energy, and so it, they they show up differently, and they 
underlap, overlap, and everything. But I, I think uh, the more you, uh, Kevin, can just, uh, or Sultram, I should say, uh, can can just look at what's happening and just receive that in the form of of the the, the lack of balance that's there. So this way, you instead of going in with hammer and tong and trying to push things around, just be aware of that. Um, when I say balance, maybe not not training your mind or not getting to a form that you've agreed to uh, practice. And, uh, you know, as far as you personally interrupting other people's uh, uh, meddling with other people, I don't think that's something you particularly have an issue with. You seem to distance with people, but then um, I don't know what it's like to be one of your cats. Might be kind of a dictator. I'm always trying to br brush their teeth, and they hate it. Oh, I know. <laughs> yes, I can imagine they would. Kevin Bowing, what is the relationship between this sort of relative discipline of precision and showing up on time and tidying your room and doing no harm? bowing if you could be more specific i mean i understand your question but that's a i mean it's so it would be so much uh, different for different people uh that whole area is a, a, but people what people want is some kind of a, a structure so they, they can actually okay apply that so they don't have to be open i think it's a matter of being so open that you can see you're sensitive of what, what you're feeling, what's happening with you and what other people is, uh, is going on, what is happening with them. And you endeavor to meet people where they're at. So that's gonna show up differently each time. You're not gonna be able to have some kind of rule to turn to and say, well, uh, do no harm. You may not know uh, whether you're um, creating more uh, conflict for someone or for yourself for that matter, but this is why I say less is better. And more, more observing what's happening rather than joining in with what is happening. And that, of course, that comes up with the next parameter because the patient says, uh, um, allow things to allow things to show up rather than, you know, my dentist isn't on time. You get irritated by, or somebody's not, not showing up at the forum. Uh, you're supposed to, you're there and uh, someone's supposed to be there to be the chant leader or something, whatever it may be. And they're not there on time immediately people tend to immediately go into some kind of criticism of that person especially if it's somebody that seems to be late a lot you don't know what it's like to be them have no idea what it's like to be a person that that has difficulty with areas that maybe you don't have difficulties with you, you seem to work with that area that yours is another another issue so about being uh, considerate and uh i don't know simply put it's just acting appropriately and what do I mean by that it's like you're so much in the situation and you have so little prejudgment about anything, how things should be even though there are forms or observing more rather than grasping them and, and, and manipulating others or manipulating your own mind with how you can't live up to something and become circular then the next uh, passion aggression and ignorance as soon as you get aggressive with your mind uh, then it goes into passion which explains why you get to uh, screw things up. And then it goes into ignorance, which allows you to screw things up again because of the lack of awareness and then become angry about it. Passion, aggression, ignorance, passion, aggression. It's, it, it usually is working in that way uh, in, in, uh, uh, as uh, um, metaphors or uh, a way of understanding how those kind of uh, pushing, pulling, and shutting down energies work in a circular fashion. So it makes it harder to do anything about it might be better to just stay angry. Don't try to get rid of anger. Just when I say be genuine, when Rinpoche would say be genuine, it's like you have to be with whatever's happening so you can have a deep, deep understanding of what that is. Otherwise, you think there's someone who's angry and someone who needs to get rid of the anger. And what, what better way to get rid of anger than just to blame somebody? There's always going to be somebody that will be an easy target usually someone you're close to in some way. I'm not blaming you for anything. I'm just saying that it's your fault. How does, uh, how does observing form, which to me implies 
limiting space or containing space, how does that help us to open up? Because by, by observing a form, in other words, the form would be, uh, say, a block set. You come in, uh, 7 o'clock, you sit down, whether you're doing it with a group, a sangha, or you're doing it on your own, you sit down and you set up the form. You know there's going to be a four-hour period, according to your clock or whatever, where you're not going to do much. You're going to sit there. And then observing, by observing that, uh, and, uh, and the way we observe it with our body is to sit down and hold still. But body-mind are not two separate things. They just tend to separate so that we can protect ourselves against things we don't want, and we can get the things that we want or desire or cling to. And so the idea is just to bring yourself into that form, sit down and, and watch the spaciousness that things uh, that shows up when you just watch what moves. If you're just watching the movement and you don't add anything to the movement, like I got, I can't watch that. Or you don't add anything to the move, movement. Like I need to have more of that feeling. You, you don't do anything with that, but watch the movement. If you watch the movement, then the spaciousness starts to become apparent. That's, that's threatening to ego. Ego doesn't want an open dimension. It would rather be bored and shut down. It actually prefers boredom to an open dimension where there's no entertainment. If more about that, Kevin, if you haven't. Uh, Trungpa Rinpoche had said that boredom can be an indication of progress in meditation. Um, But I'm interested in this idea that ego prefers boredom to no entertainment. So what is the difference between that kind of boredom and no entertainment? Because the, the boredom is also an indicator you're giving up on entertainment. So it's a subtle credential. So that's subtle. It's not, there's nothing wrong with, with the, seeing that being bored and not particular, like a Rinpoche used to, to use his uh, images, cool boredom. You know, it's cool. It's kind of even somewhat luxurious. You're just kind of hanging out there, uh, not having anything particular happen. That's, uh, that lasts for a while. But it will extend itself if you kind of fuel that situation so that you can continue to return to that that conclusion state of now I'm finally giving up on entertainment. So, yeah. More about that or is that, does that help a little bit? Yes, thank you. In another talk, I'd heard you refer to discipline as not wanting anything else. Am, is, am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so how does not wanting anything else also uh, show up as not doing harm? Yeah. I think that there's just less activity happening, so therefore other people's movements are coming and going and their vulnerability is more apparent to you. Other people, since you're, you're no longer particularly concerned about nurturing your own self-centeredness, getting what you want, including enlightenment, including understanding, including clarity. The whole grasping thing is starting to settle down. And because of that openness, you begin to see the, the, not only the tenderness of your own, uh, dynamic, but that of others and see that people are very, very vulnerable are very sensitive and even people who are very sensitive. Uh, you begin to see that in people who are completely shut down and they may even be aggressive. They're so, they're so uh, sensitive that the only thing they know to do is to, is to cover it with aggression because it's, they're, they're terrified of it. So that's when that, when uh, just a natural uh, respect or equilibrium shows up with your relationship to others, you, you, you see so clearly what's happening with yourself and you're no longer at war with yourself. Uh, intense negativity can arise in your mind stream and you're, you're, not, you're not threatened by it, you're not put off by it because you're beginning to see deeply that there is no one there. There's no solid being there. The fear can do whatever it wants. The fear may arrive, you will still feel it. You can still feel jealousy, you can still feel fear, you can feel bored, anything, boredom, anything can show up but it doesn't find uh, an idea 
ability to second the motion or to be the one experiencing that. So therefore, it can't find a, uh, you know, it's like a, uh, like a hat with no hat rack. So it's just floating around in space. And it's there, you feel it. So the same thing is happening with the, the other uh, person. We're, uh, we're not as separate as we look. Our bodies tend to make us look very separate and are being born and dying at different times and uh, having different kinds of karma, different, uh, different colors of the rainbow. But it's, uh, we're fundamentally not separate. And, and that's threatening to the self-centeredness of the ego that wants something else, wants control, or, or that just wants to be uh, uh, disciplined, or that wants to be a perfect uh, moralistic person. And sometimes people, if they want that a lot, they'll go into some kind of a relativism or some kind of fundamentalism where right and wrong, and they'll clamp down on the right, or they'll go the other direction because they can't seem to do that, then they'll just be, a, they'll just say, hell with it, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. It's like people who, uh, in our society, who are disrespectful of other people's health and, and use a, you know, I just got to be an American or some crazy, insane idea. It's insanity everywhere. That can go any direction with any group, and, and it will. It will be um, difficult. Very hard to get to go and talk to uh, um, uh, somebody who is uh, um, making a big disturbance or really, really making life difficult for lots and lots of people and uh, suggest that they train their mind. So, But what we, what we can do is we can train our minds. We can train ours. If somebody, I sometimes say, somebody wants my help, uh, I have to have their permission. I'm not promoting anything. Unless you're sitting here, then I'm promoting train your mind. Find out who you are. Don't get your identity from anything but your own awareness. See if there is someone. See if you are this body. Maybe so, maybe not. Have a few minutes left if there's other questions. What is harm? Well, I think it can show up lots of different ways is to, is to uh, do something to yourself or with yourself that makes, uh, that might temporarily make things feel better on the nerve ending area. But uh, in the long term or bigger picture of the whole thing could be um, painful or disruptive or make things more difficult. We're just going with our initial grasping and not seeing that clearly is harm, not understanding the Four Noble Truths uh, in a deep kind of way where you've actually somewhat made that your own. Uh, and just, I, I mean, I, I think you're asking me in a, in a fundamental way that, you know, not just because I know you already know what that is, but you're asking me in a way that uh, I'm just saying you just, Find out who you are. Find out what this is, what this this person is, and then you'll know. You know you can't step into someone. It's the the boundaries are, they're not only training wheels. The boundaries are natural boundaries between our, ourselves and someone else. Until that person, uh, you could say, gives you permission. Mind your own business. And if they give you permission, then always be very careful that 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 you're not overstepping any bounds. Uh, and how do you do that? By seeing the boundary. Boundary is not is not a fence, or not a, a wall, and it's and it's fluctuating all the time. If it's a relative situation, Jeez, I'm done. How is harm difficult, or sorry, different from emotional difficulty? Well, I'm. There's a, lot, there's a lot of area for interpretation there. There's some specific area. Your emotional difficulty could be anything from I'm really depressed to I'm really uh, uh, sorry about I'm losing my relationship or, or I have no idea what is going on or, or I feel lost or I can't make up my mind about something, so therefore there's emotional difficulty. Um, or I can't stop projecting my emotions and feelings on somebody else, even though I know intellectually it's not true, but... You know, lock and load. I'm coming after you. I can't help it. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to have to stab you or hurt you or swear at you or accuse you. It's, it's difficult. Specific about the question, and I'll see what I can do with it if you have it. The two areas that are showing up are 
like causing someone else emotional difficulty by not participating and if that's harm and then like being similarly not participating and that causing emotional difficulty for myself are if emotional difficulty is showing up are, am i causing harm sorry no, no, not necessarily. And you, you, you know, you're living in a monastery, so your your protocols, or cultural protocols, are much different than everybody else's. You're living in a monastery. You're in an area where people are trying to train their minds to be sane. Much different than out in uh, other areas of, uh, of family and friends and relationships, neighborhoods. And of course, in this COVID nineteen area, it's all that's uh, modified also. You don't, you don't, uh, other than relating to the forums in the monastery, you need to relate to the forums, you need to observe the forums. And that may, that observing forums may be you call up and say, I don't feel good this morning, I'm, I'm staying in bed. As long as you, communication, communication, cooperation. If you, as long as you're doing that with others in the monastery, then then uh, the community uh, tends to function. And the Sangha tends to function through that. You don't owe, you don't owe anybody anything to show up uh, as them feeling sad because you're not in there meditating. I'm not sure or you didn't attend uh, the, you know, some kind of a celebration or, you know, if you, if somebody's having a birthday party and you don't show up, if that's the kind of thing you're talking about, I don't know, that would be up to you, but it's not wrong if you don't, you just don't want to be sociable. If that, if that's what you're saying, that's your business. If, if it's the form in the monastery, then then you might have to look more closely at what it is you're not including yourself in. Or can you say more about it, or I could possibly respond in a different way if I'm missing your the point altogether. Jeez, I'm dying. I'm not sure. I'm still asking the same question, but it is that area, like a birthday party kind of thing, where I feel like if I go, I'll end up getting triggered and feel like shit. But if I don't go, then I'll feel like I'm excluding myself and I'll feel like shit. And so it just doesn't seem like there's an area where. Which, aren't, you a Gemini? aren't you a Gemini? Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> just send your better half to the party. Send, send the nicest of the, of the two evil twins. <laughs> so. Not to make fun of, uh, of your situation. I understand what you're saying and, I, and the right or wrong area about it. It, it can be difficult, but I think some of that is, uh, is, uh, is the kind of socializing that sometimes goes on just isn't that comfortable, especially if you or anyone here is going through a particular kind of emotional passage. You just need to be by yourself. And so you, we, we don't have to show up just for other people's benefit. What you could do is, uh, as you say, as, or as I say, communication cooperation, collaboration, those three C's are really important. And starting with the first one, you could actually talk to the person you think is going to be offended. You could say, I just, I'm just not up for doing this tonight. I'm not up for it, but I, you know, I'll, I'll apologize to you. Or you could say something like that. It depends on who they are. Or what if, if someone's really upset with you, I think communication goes a long ways. doesn't mean you have to uh, justify what you're doing, but you could at least talk a little bit about it and, especially if they're expecting you and you're just not going to show up, that might be uh, more difficult just because you're embarrassed about talking to them or you feel you're so sensitive. You can't even um, put them first for eight to five minutes. You don't have to come to their party, but you could come over and talk to them and say, I'm not going to be able to make it because uh, I'm just not feeling up to it right now. Mm, chances are they're going to understand. But if you don't show up at all and you just don't come uh, here again, am I missing what you're asking me about or am I, should I just shut up? Jeez, I'm dying. No, that's helpful. Thank you. Any other questions? Jessica Brown. Go ahead. Um, is causing suffering doing harm, Brown? Well, that's a pretty open thing. And I would say don't cause suffering. That's, that's harmful. So don't do it. Jessica Bowing, so if you're in a situation where somebody is doing harm or <clears throat> causing suffering, but they're so shut down that trying to communicate with them causes them suffering or just is really mm -hmm. difficult for them, how, 
how do you navigate that? How do you work with that bowing? The very best thing is less is better. Don't do anything else you have to. And uh, uh, what you could, it depends on, you know, if it's, you know, if it's your spouse or if it's your daughter, your mother, your father, your next door neighbor, and all the different things it could be, those are all variable and that's very situational. But generally, I would say, and specifically even, I would say don't do anything with it. Anything that, if they're upset about something, just, uh, you could say, if sorry you're having a difficult time, sorry, but do not solve it for them. Do not blame them. Uh, allow them the space to be upset or crazy or, or, or spinning around or pointing your finger at you. Allow them, receive that. I, a lot of people are dealing with this kind of thing where somebody else is causing a problem. And, and uh, invariably, what I'll say to anyone who's a, who is, has a mind training practice going on where they're actually spending time, other people might not say this, but to anyone who's doing that, I say, just receive. I don't care. I mean, if you're receiving flowers or bullets, it's receiving. I don't know how else to say it. I'm sorry to give you such disappointing information. But this is uh, the, the first words out of the Buddha's mouth is life is suffering. And that suffering can manifest in so many different ways. So the very best thing you might be able to do for somebody, depending on the situation, is to, they say something, they uh, then watch your body language. Watch their body language. People are saying a lot more, not, not, not concepts. They're saying a lot more with their body language than they are necessarily with the words coming out of their mouth. And it is not about understanding which means they're shut down. Uh, this this means they're not paying attention. Don't 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 abandon what you see for something else because what you see is is uh, as Marshall McLuhan said in the 1950s, the uh, the medium is the message. The medium, the medium, the body is the message. I'm not saying that people aren't brilliant and have great concepts and are able to think things out and analyze everything, but uh, it's circular. It looks like success while it's happening. But then three hours later, you feel like crap and you don't know why. So I got to figure it out. Not just saying you, Jessica, but I'm saying any of us, me, any of us. If you, if you get into some kind of elaboration about how can I, what are they, should I, shouldn't I, uh, get where it's at. And that may not feel so good. In other words, you're receiving their negativity. This is a this is a natural way of doing Tonglen. I don't teach Tonglen as a as an artificial structure of uh, using the breath to send and receive. I think you should just do it with your life. Doing it that other way is uh, opens us up to opens us up to deeper dimensions that are dangerous. Sometimes called spirits. Please don't believe a word I'm saying. You don't have to believe in anything. I'm just saying from working with people and my own mind and other people's minds for a long time. I'm saying there are many, many levels of this that, that, we, that not all of us can see, but we should have respect for people. Any further questions? Chiso, you had a question? Chiso, you have a question? <clears throat> yeah, I'm a little confused about uh, be genuine. So in the case of somebody, I, I don't know who was talking about it, Kevin perhaps, somebody coming late for a, for a beating. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> at that time, I'm aware that they're late. I'm aware that I'm getting angry, uh, yeah. but I am angry at that time. So to me, be genuine means to be the anger, whether it is shouting at them or whether it is showing it in some way or whatever. That's what it means to me. Um, somehow I get the impression that <clears throat> that's not what you're suggesting. So that's a, that's my confusion. But okay. Uh, thank you for the question. I appreciate the question. So this is why you can't have a rule. You can't, you can't have, all you can have is an attitude of, I, I want to be uh, as respectful and I want to be as careful as I can. I want to uh, have an attitude of being helpful or not hindering, uh, but that goes both directions. So there may be a time just because of the causes and conditions where you may come out and shout at them. You say, what are you doing? I've been sitting here waiting for you for 15 minutes. Where the difficulty comes in is if you do that and then you add on some kind of a guilt about it, 
or if you add on uh, the other aspect of guilt is explanation, or you just shut down and just pretend you never did that, these are the three poisons. But if you do that, if you're genuinely sincere, then it's actually uh, shows up more as generosity. It depends on the person on the other end of your, uh, your uh, uh, whatever, tirade or, or being upset or your expression. So by not setting up a standard there, there are times when you might do that. And other times when you notice there's a, because of the causes and conditions that are usually blocked out because we want our way, we might even want our way to not react. No, I'm just not going to react. I'll just act like I'm not mad. I'll just try not to be mad. That's, yeah, it doesn't work. And so I would say, be kind to yourself and realize that some people, uh, three people coming in at different times, this one person, you know, you can actually get upset with them. They, you have a good connection with them, you care, you love them, you care about them, and you can say, look, you can't do this, you can't show up late. Whereas uh, someone else might come and say, uh, you know, you wouldn't necessarily do some passive aggressive thing like look at your watch, uh, but, you, but you might say something about it later. You might, you might wait till you cool off a little bit and say, I need to approach them a little bit differently because their dynamic is different. So this is about being genuine. In other words, you're you're willing to be in this situation with no rules, no guidelines, other than the attitude of what? Donna, generosity. The attitude of what? Sheila, uh, morality or discipline or, or an understanding that the form, here's a person who is having difficulty with the form that you both agreed on. And rather than, than going after them, uh, instead, you're going to have, you're going to talk to them later about it, or you're going to remind them, say, you know, you might even say, can I send you a reminder next time? Or, and then the other person, because of this specific situation, because it's very situational, this other situation, you might actually go in and bark at them. But right and wrong is extra. Don't don't continue. From I'm saying for you or for anyway. Don't if you, you know, genuine maybe barking at them. I I I do that myself. So and I've been practicing a long time, but I don't have I don't have control of anything. Discipline is a misunderstanding if you think it's about controlling yourself. Get too close to me and I'll smack you one. And what do I mean by that? I'm not going to hit you. I'm saying that I don't function. I don't function out of some kind of rule about how I'm supposed to treat people. That's why it's dangerous to get around somebody who functions in the way I do. And I'm not the only one. Might not be many of us out there, but there's some. Not concerned with uh, living up to any kind of standard. Just, I don't know how else to say it than that. But in other words, Chisho, just, just allow it to go back and forth. There may be times when you bark. There may be times when you, because you're really aware of your emotions and you're not trying to justify them, you just feel as if you have a perfect right to be irritated with somebody when they, when they don't live up to their commitment. It makes it very hard if somebody's constantly missing their appointments or something like that. So I think it depends situationally. It depends on who it is, what your energy level is with them. What your communication if they are if they are a practitioner that helps if they're not a practitioner uh that makes it a lot more difficult to deal with them the best thing is just don't, don't set up appointments with them <laughs> For, anything further to show does that help a little bit yeah yeah thanks uh Soksan. that does help i mean uh, uh our behavior might be different uh, depending on what shows up at that point in time, just to be comfortable yeah. with that or just be with it is uh, the way I take your... Uh, I, I think that's pretty good, yeah. Uh, I think it has to come out of your awareness, not out of me saying something about it. You should or you shouldn't. Uh, there's too much of that going on. Uh, right and wrong is just uh, in the relativism of the whole thing. Uh, it's like war and peace. It's just... Uh, it has its... You know, we'd rather be at peace than at war. But if you if you have a setup there, you 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 create the dicat, you create the teeter totter, that's going to go this like this. And same with anything. Have another any other questions, or should we stop? I don't you do? Okay. Okay, I think we're good. We'll go ahead and close then. Dedicate we'll dedicate the merit. Thank you so much. At the monastery, at the monastery we're going to dedicate the merit. Okay.
the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with light. 